Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Terrence Billups. Terrence is the owner of People Move Moving, of course, a moving company based out of Louisville, Kentucky, and Indianapolis, Indiana. In today's episode, we recap Terrence's background in the world of basketball, really uh, turns into college basketball and even a, a professional basketball career overseas. So very enjoyable, neat topic for me to discuss. And of course, to highlight, once again, people move moving. Really appreciate Terrence joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by local business owner, former college basketball player, former professional basketball player, Terrence Billups. Uh, Terrence, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. I love promoting like small businesses, kind of like a hustle type thing. I think it's a when you have a podcast or any type of a platform, um, you have the opportunity to support what you like. And being that I'm a health insurance agent, I'm kind of building my own business, and that's what I, uh, you know, really appreciate doing for myself. I think it's cool to also promote other businesses, but also I grew up as a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since a very young age, you know, I was chasing my dreams to be in the NBA myself, Terrence, 5'9". Yep. <laughs> uh, not so fast, not not great shooter, 5'9", white guy, not, you know, not the best shooter even. Um, couldn't jump very high, but for some reason growing up, I was always convinced I would go to the NBA. So basketball was my first love. Yeah, same here. Okay. Same here. Uh, you have a pretty interesting story. So in today's episode, what I'd like to do is for us to tell your story about growing up 
playing basketball, your your experience playing in college, and then professionally. But of course, also we want to highlight your business, People Move Moving, which is a, a moving company servicing the Louisville area, Louisville and the Indianapolis areas. Louisville and Indianapolis. That's right. We got two locations. Okay. Um, so before we jump into your backstory when it comes to basketball, yeah, um, I think it's a good policy to advertise early and often. Mm-hmm. So a quick commercial for People Move Moving. What is it? What type of a customer? What type of a referral are you looking for? Louisville, Indianapolis, who are you looking for? Yeah, so we're a local um, moving company, and we service both the Louisville metro area and the uh, Indianapolis metro area. Um, and we do a wide wide range of services when it comes to the moving industry. The only thing we really don't do or focus on is anything that has to do with industrial type of moves. So anything that's local, um, long distance, mm. residential, commercial, office moves, anything like that, if someone's looking for just the uh, unload only, delivery, um, you name it, we do it. Okay. And you say long distance. Of course, your target market is Louisville and Indianapolis. That's on the local side. Could be, you know, you're moving someone from Louisville to California. Yeah, we literally just moved someone to from Louisville, or maybe it was Indianapolis. It was Indianapolis to California, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Last year, we had something that went from Louisville to um, Oakland, San Francisco. Okay. And and me and my girlfriend actually went out there. So we took a little mini vacation sure. to make that work. A little bit of business, a little bit of pleasure. And, yep, that's right. So that was actually uh, the first time I've been out there in California. Sure. I haven't been to California ever yeah. uh, myself. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Me and my girlfriend, we had a great time. So And she was pregnant. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It was definitely an adventure for us. Um, got to go out and see a little bit of the west side. The drive was great amazing drive i really don't like doing long distance drives but i would do this drive again Hmm. i would do that it's about as extreme of a a, so if you don't like (laughs) long distance driving driving from you know indian indiana to california is pretty pretty far what about it made the drive uh tolerable the the um the sight the view okay just everything you don't see on the eastern side of the United States. Okay. Just everything was definitely different. Different in, you know. We went to Utah. Uh, we drove through Utah, Salt Lake City, and we took a, you know, we just parked the vehicle and went into the desert-like area, and it was nothing but, there was no sound. There was no birds, no, no insects, mm. insect sounds, no, just no wind. Interesting. It was nothingness. That's something was, that you don't, you kind of get used to your routine here in Louisville. I had my cousin who lives in um, Colorado mm-hmm. here a few months ago. and We were sitting out back behind my garage just talking. Mm-hmm. And there was some bugs around. I didn't even notice them. Yeah. But he said, you know, I'm not used to bugs like this. You guys have so many bugs here. And I, I said to him, I was like, we don't really have many. And he was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah, you do. I see them. And I, yeah. you know, I just kind of am so used to how things are here that I kind of assume everywhere is like that. So no bugs. No, well. No bugs I'm, that you could see. I'm that, sure there are bugs. Yeah. But it was it, it was a different climate. It was very different. So something that, you know, I already have a bad memory. That's something I, will, I don't think I'll ever forget. So, and I'm up to do it again. So I even talked to my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, let's, let's do that again. Let's, you know. But we have our son now and 
it's a little bit challenging or a little bit harder to make a trip like that. You have just one kid? We have one. I have one son, yeah. One son, okay. One years old. One, one, one year old. Right, right at one. Right at one. Wow. Um, you are six foot seven, six foot six, six foot seven. I'm in between six, 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 seven. Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious, what type of height comes from your the 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 mother to your son's side? I couldn't tell you. Okay, I couldn't. Uh, she's not super tall. Hold on, herself. say that again. Ha, your girlfriend? How tall? Oh, is she? How oh, tall she's, is tall. She? she's tall. She's tall. She's. Uh, I think she's five. 11. Oh, wow. So for a female, that's very yeah. tall. Wow. I should know that. But. Yeah, yeah, well, she's she's not the shortest. No, she's not tall. And, and he's he's going to be tall okay. according to yeah. his doctor stats and all that. I would think so. Yeah. Getting the height from your side. Yeah. But then if 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 there's some height also from his mother's side. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's people move moving. If someone wants to check you guys out online. Um, I don't know you guys on social media. How could they look into people yep. move moving? If they want to just if they want to go to the website, they can go to people or www.peoplemove-moving.com. Or and if they want to check us out on Facebook, they can go to people move moving or just search people move moving. Um, and I think there's a line that says professional movers as well. So and you'll see our company image on there as well. Okay. And how long has it been in existence? Did you start it? I did. And it's been in existence since the summer of 2018. So just over four years. Okay. So we're going to get into your story. And you and I had previously discussed at least a little bit how you progressed toward the moving side and everything like that. But if it's all right, yeah. Terrence, if we could start, where did you, where were you born at? How old are you? Uh, where did you come from? What, you know, tell me about your childhood. Yeah. So right now I'm 34 years old. I just turned 34 in August. Um, I, uh, I was born in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, and, but I grew up in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So just across the bridge of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, after high school, um, I went to Vincennes university, but if we could back up a little bit, did you play basketball in middle school? High school? No. Did you? Okay. I know. I don't know about middle school. No, probably not in middle school. You did. You weren't on the school team. I wasn't on any school teams. Were you tall from a young age? I was tall. Okay. Yeah. So, f- starting at what age did you live in Jeffersonville, Indiana? Uh, maybe t- I'm going to say 13, 12, 13. Oh, okay. So prior to that, it was in um, uh, where wh- where you were born at. Um. W- well, my f- we, it's a little bit of backstory as well. But you have we, like a mili- kind of, military family or no, something. Or okay. No, my dad was in the military. My brother was in the military. But no, nothing from that. But it was we bounced around just from family situation. Okay. So age 13. You moved to Jeffersonville, Indiana. That turned into being somewhat of your permanent kind of hometown. Yep. That's where I went through all of high school. Okay. So age 13, you were in seventh or eighth grade. Were you tall for your age? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Did you do that? Tri- do you have someone, did your father play basketball? Nope. Do you have people in your family that played basketball? Nope. I'm okay. legit the, I believe the only one out of both sides of my family that went on to play professional or even in college. Okay. For that. So uh, seventh or eighth grade, did you try out for the middle school team? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. And I know for sure um, in high school, I didn't try out for the team until my senior year. So you did not play freshman basketball, not JV basketball. You waited till your senior year to say, I'm six foot six, six foot seven. (laughs) Why not try out for the basketball team? Um, I... (laughs) My parents were not, um, and it was my mom and my stepdad. Okay. My dad wasn't in the picture at this time, at least. Gotcha. Um, they weren't into sports, mm. and I don't think, 
and I, and I told you I have a bad memory, so I'm trying. Fair to enough. Yeah, remember this, but um, it just wasn't priority. Priority. Okay, that's for fair. them at least. Yeah, and for me, I played basketball a lot in the boys and girls club, um, outdoors with my my uh, friends. So, so was, you were playing basketball. I was definitely playing, but not at an organized level. No AAU, no high school, no nothing. Do you ever have people telling you, hey, what the hell, man? Why don't you try out for the, the high school team? I think I had a – there was a coach, I think, in my 11th grade who was like, hey, have you ever considered playing basketball for the team? Yeah. Because I was tall. And I don't even remember the answer I gave him, but I did try out this my senior year. Okay. Um, however – we the that year that I played, which was the two thousand five six, uh, graduated two thousand six. That was a uh, very strong team with dominantly sent uh, seniors. Okay, a bunch of seniors on the team. So not the best year to try out for the for the first team. time as a senior to try out for the varsity. Maybe team. if the team was Have had it. a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, maybe some juniors. Then okay, maybe I would have made the team then. But it, there was just no room for me so to come in. You graduated from high school in 2006, and mm-hmm. you decided wh- – what were your plans at that point? You thinking, I'm going to go to college for this or that, or um, do you think I want to try to play basketball in college? What was the strategy right after high school for you? Um, there wasn't a strategy – so after high school, there wasn't a strategy to go into college because I think I worked a year um, – after that, um, I wasn't living at home anymore, so I was doing my own thing. What were you doing? Work? What work? Uh, just, I, I might have worked Amazon, did a pizza delivery type of job, just okay. some basic. Um, but I actually got help to get into college. I started, uh, um, I went to a YMCA, or I met uh, this lady called, name is Brown and Scott Johnson and, and some people who helped me to get into college. And that's really where I went off on my own. So it was, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have gotten into or been introduced to college because I really didn't have the plans to go to college. So what college were you introduced to at that time? Vincennes University. How did that, how did that process go? How did you choose that school? It's a junior college. Yeah. They, um, it was two hours away, around two hours away. And, um, and I, just, I was introduced to the school by them. Um, they had the knowledge. I didn't know about, you know, FAFSA and, and all these okay. grants, loans. I, did, I, had, I was clueless. So you became friends with or acquaintances with a couple people yeah. through, the YMCA through the YMCA who said, hey, this is a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go to college. You yeah. don't seem and, to have specific and it direction. Here's, yeah. here's how you can do it. Let me help you. It wasn't just – they didn't do it for just me. It was a program, I think an outreach program that they did. Okay. Um, but really put some um, some uh, some energy into, you know, getting people into college, a, a very small group. Okay. And it worked out for me. So Vincent's University mm-hmm. in Indiana, we were just looking it up, and actually Bob McAdoo and Sean, Sean Marion yep. both played uh, basketball for Vincent's. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I think maybe Sean Marion went to, like, UNLV or something like that. Let me see. Just a moment. Uh, but it's a junior college, so of course, a lot of times people will go there, and then they will switch. They'll transfer to a, a um, 
No, uh, Sean Marion, Vincennes, yeah, and then UNLV. Okay. So he went to Vincennes for a couple of years, yeah. and then he played for UNLV in 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Of course, before going on to have a real good career, Bob McAdoo, Vincennes, and then the Tar Heels, University of North Carolina. So yeah. that's kind of the trajectory. So it's got quite the basketball tradition. When you mm-hmm. decided to go to Vincennes, was part of your game plan to try out for the basketball team? Absolutely. I did try out for the team. Um and they were looking for one player. They didn't reveal what type of player they wanted, but they were looking for one player. Um, I went in into the school, into the tryouts, knowing that I didn't have any prior background um, history outside of unorganized pickup basketball. Which doesn't which is not doesn't my mean favorite. a lot. Well, I mean, but if you can get in there and show out and really play well, of course they're not going to well, deny that. I'll I remember there was about – I remember us sitting down in this classroom and we had to fill out this almost like questionnaire-like form. And it was like, where did you play? What were your stats? Mm-hmm. And, th- and I, I answered – I couldn't answer. <laughs> I just simply couldn't answer those questions. And then when we got on the floor, um, it was a multi-day tryout. And I made it all the way to the last day to, I believe, the last five players in which they revealed they were looking for a point guard. Mm. And I did not play the point guard position. So – so it was very, very disappointing to not make that team. I was very confident. Um, um, I worked hard to to try to make the team. And they had a phenomenal team that year, which I believe more than half of the players uh, went on to play Division One the following year. Wow. So they had a really good year, um, but it it wasn't my cards to play at Vincennes. So you went to Vincennes for how long? Um, I went there for... I think a year and a half, maybe two. Okay. And then I <laughs> I played, so I didn't do well academically in Vincennes. Okay. Reason being is because instead of focusing on academics, I focused on basketball for about five to six days a week, pick four up. to six hours a day. Wow. Pick up basketball. Pick up basketball at the recreational center. Was it pretty good competition? Very there? good competition. A lot of the guys who were on the actual team would be playing there, or no? No, 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 no. The guys, they were practice or whatever. So this was after hours, pretty much from four, maybe even three, sometimes, but four to nine o'clock. Wow. Depending on ten o'clock, even. Is this when you kind of came into your your prime? Maybe I mean, maybe not your prime, but you really started to put your game together. And you worked real hard, and you decided, oh, shit, I can, I can be a pretty um, good – I could be a college basketball player. It wasn't that I was going through drills and, and things like that, Just but play. I was certainly playing against really good players at that time. Okay. And doing all right. Oh, doing well. Yeah. Was, we There was uh, three courts, and I was always on the main court playing with the main guys. But very fun. I made some good friends out of it. Played uh, just uh, – what is it called? Um, when you pick up basketball – or not pick up um, – it doesn't matter. I, I played it was tournament games and things oh, like that. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like a, they had their own organization. It wasn't like just random games. There would be kind of like a little tournament yeah. deal. Yeah, I forgot the name of it, what it's called. But but it was very – Winner very, stays on the court, maybe. Mm-hmm. If you your five keeps winning, they just play all day. Well, yeah, it was that. But there was something else. It was like when you – they have the team, but then you have this type of – type of game um, – tournament games with players i forgot the name mm, of it okay oh it's gonna kill me yeah well we'll have to go back and yeah and um mention to me what it is um but it was good good activity Very, you said you're doing that six days a week six five to six days a week um four to 
four to six, maybe five on average hours a day. And that's the reason why I didn't do so well in academics. Okay. All I did was play basketball. So after a year and a half or two years at Vincennes, mm-hmm. what did you do from there? From there, um, there was a guy who um, he told me that there was a coach that was uh, interested in and me going to his college. And, and I talked to the coach in Michigan, uh, Kuiper College. That was a, a small Christian school. And I ended up going over there, um, and I played there for about a year and a half to two years in Michigan. Okay. So I then so that technically that was my first place of playing basketball. Um, organized. organized. Wow. Organized. So you are six, six or six, 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 seven. six seven. Yep. Were you a power forward or center? Over there, I was more of a two, three, four, five. Even okay. we had a five, so I was really more of a two, three, four. Okay. Wow. And, and then that's how tall was the five? I'm curious. The five was my height. Okay, five just maybe height. a little bit more, more solid, a little more, bit more. Yeah, I'm just slender. Gotcha. <laughs> so quick and slender. Okay, so you played for a couple years there. Did yep. you do you play many minutes for the team? I I was a starter. I was the the best player on the team. Wow. I, I, I led everything. At that point in your life, was that the most fun you had had in your life? Because that sounds pretty cool to be playing college basketball <clears throat> and to be the best player on the team. To be honest. Um, I had a lot of fun in Vincennes oh, okay. the, playing over there. Oh, okay. But Just this was different the, the because now you got to know the plays. You got to mm. study. You got to work hard. You you know, you're playing, you know, there's rules sure. that you got to follow. Um, different defenses. You got to know when to switch. You, you got to know. There's when. a lot more you got to know. There's sure. the level of IQ that goes into it. Um, so you, get, you just can't have the skill set and sure. not the IQ. So I worked, I actually worked at doing that. So, to say it was fun, it was definitely fun. I loved it. I loved it. Um, but I think I have more memories on in Vincent's. Okay. At that time, at least. Okay. So you, you played two years there? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half, two years. Okay. And, and then then from there, um, so the school didn't – it was very expensive, and there was no scholarship. Wow. So financially, I couldn't afford it. And I was at that point where I was like, okay – um, I'm going to have to figure something else out. So I actually went over to live in South Dakota. Wow. Where my brother was in the military. In South Dakota. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, he was over there. And at the time, I was like, either I go back home and I figure something out, or um, my brother invited me to go live with him while he was out there um, on active duty. Okay. Or um, whatever he was in South Dakota. So I was like, Okay, easy choice. Let's go to South Dakota. Let's live out there. And I actually lived out there for almost two years there. Okay, kind of took some time off from basketball. No. Okay, that you were playing pickup South basketball. Dakota is a big place for basketball. They, mm. the, the natives there. Um, they, I think Sioux Falls has a, a MB, MBD or a G, uh, G League G team. G League team. Yeah, is they that do. right? They do. Sioux Falls, I think. Yep, Sioux Falls. Okay. Um, I think they're Sky Force. Yep. Okay. They, uh, I'm surprised I even remembered that. Yep. I, I don't even realize which teams I'm aware have G League teams. I guess I have seen that one for whatever reason. Yeah, they uh, they have a team. I don't I'm not, I don't know any. I never played with or around that. Um, I was there once, um, but you were there. Once I was in it, just, around the G League team. No, in that in Sioux Falls. Oh, okay, I lived in Rapid City. Oh, I see. So you lived in a different part of South Dakota. Yeah. So I was there um, while he was there, but uh, basketball. They love basketball. They love basketball. Wow. So I was able to fit in, made some good friends um, two years there. And that's when I came back um, to Indiana. And uh, 
I went out there to IUS really for uh, um, pick up basketball. Mm-hmm. Pick up basketball. It turns out that the the team was there and the coaches were there. Did they have was Wiley Brown involved? Yep, Wiley is still there. He was there when he coached me. Um, head coach. Yep, head coach. The thumb. That no guy. Thumb. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, so he. Uh, Good guy. Is he a good guy? Oh, he's a great guy. Okay. Great See, coach. I met I love, him a couple I love times. Coach Wiley. I met him a couple times. Seemed like a very nice guy. Yeah. I love coach. He was hard when he needed to be, and you know, he was I, I thought he was great. Okay. Um, but yeah, I tried out. I ended up it turns out that I was uh I wasn't trying out for the team. It was more that I was just there and I was playing. Uh just and I I did well. The coach loved me and then one of the assistant coaches came over, I believe at the time it was Derek Sims. I think he approached me and was like, hey, you want to play for the team? Sure. Kind of like, I, I don't know if he said it so directly, but um, we looked at my grades. We looked at all the, this other stuff, and I, I played the following year. No, no, the same year. Okay. I played that year. And that was uh, around what year? 2013. Okay. And so, let's see, you graduated in 2006. You were yep. probably 18 then. So, you were 24, 25 at this point. Something like that. Yep. Okay. So that's where I ended my career. I just played there for one year. Played one year at IUS. Did mm-hmm. you play much? I did. Um, I probably played, I know I averaged 10 points a game. I don't know the rest of my stats. Um, and I, I got some good minutes, maybe 24-something minutes a game. Okay. Something like you that. You had a pretty good season. You got, Did the team have a good season? We had a great season. Really? We had, uh, we were, let me get this right, 30 and 5. Oh, 30 wow. wins, 5 losses. And um, we made it to the final four of the national tournament, which is the best we've done in, in the history of the program. Wow. So, and I got a ring for that final four. And you got to actually play 20 plus minutes per game. So you were like a, oh, a I big was, part of that. I, I was a big part. I, yeah, I was a big part of it. Starter. Yeah. No, no, no. Did I start? Or you were coming off the bench some, maybe? I didn't start all games. I started a few games, but gotcha. not all games. But regardless, you were a contributor. Yes. Sixth or seventh man off the bench for the most part, or eighth or something. Six, seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And then uh, what else? I think that's the story. So 2013, you played one season for the mm-hmm. IUS Grenadiers. Yep, Grenadiers. Uh, that's a funny funny mascot for some reason. When I first went there, I was saying the Grenaders or something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. Grenadiers, yeah. yeah. But that's what it is. It's little guys who throw grenades. I, I, I think that's what it is. It's like a little <laughs> warrior, and they have, if you look at the mascot thing mm-hmm. it's a little guy he's got grenades and he's like throwing grenades at people you know blowing them up so i think that's what the mascot is i actually graduated from ius yeah 2007 um and i had a good experience there didn't do any sports or anything but i for some reason wanted to get a degree got a degree and so that's my good program yeah. I, I i would recommend ius to anybody I, I love going there the campus the you know Go check out a game. They had dorms at your time. They did. Okay. They did not have dorms. I think they may have added the dorms 2008 or 2009, like uh, a year or two after I left. Yeah. They had dorms when I was there, but I, I was local. I lived. I didn't live there. Gotcha. Okay. So 2013, you play your final season of college basketball. What then? So from there, I was pretty serious with it. With, with basketball. Making sure, trying to go somewhere with it. Um, I went, I, I did uh the summer league over in uh, uh, Las Vegas to try to get uh, overseas. Um, I played maybe half a season at an ABA team in in Michigan, and then um, I met uh, 
an agent, Dan Marsden, who uh, who helped me to get over to Germany, in which I played for three years, three great years, and um, yeah, I played. I, I had a really good time over there. Learned a lot, good memories, uh, and really, I could have continued playing. I had two offers after my third year to continue playing um, in Germany, but I had decided that I wanted. I didn't want to be. 37, 38, 39 years old, um, finished playing basketball and had to figure out, hey, what, what are you going to do next? Sure. And, and and I had plenty of energy when I was, you know, on my after my third year, I don't know, 29 years old. So you played three years all in Germany? Three years all in Germany. Different teams, though. Okay. Different teams. Um, mind if I – I know the exchange rate and all that. Mind if I ask some real hard-hitting personal questions? How much money did you make in U.S. dollars? U.S. dollars, it wasn't a – oh, gosh, my first year was not a lot at all. Um, it improved each year. But you had your expenses paid for? Everything was paid for. Okay, so that's a plus. Even yep. even just that, you're not going into debt. Right. I think in my first year, I was making maybe $1,000 a month. So okay. when guys go over there, it's not much at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I appreciate the um, the details on that. So you, But, you you know, you have transportation covered. Everything's hotel, covered. Hotel, your food even. The We, we didn't have – Hotel would have been nicer, but we had a I had a room that was paid for. The only thing I had to pay for was any additional food I wanted. So gotcha. I think we had a couple meals throughout the day. If okay. I wanted anything else after that, it would be on me. So how many? All right. So German uh, basketball league. Mm-hmm. I've heard, and I don't, I'm not an expert on the topic, but I've heard some leagues in different countries will be like, you can have two Americans on your team. There will be rules yep. like that. Is that kind of how it worked? Definitely. Yep. You could have two Americans. The 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 league that I was in, so there's different leagues. There's the top league and the pro A, pro B, and then first rec. I started off in first rec, but okay. there was maybe three or four leagues under that as well. Okay. And so you weren't in the bottom league. I wasn't in the bottom league. I probably ranked right in the middle. Um, but in the first league, you can only have one American per team. The very top league, not the one you were no, no, in. No, 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 no. The one you the were one in. I was in. So you were the only American. I was the only American. Wow. However, in the top league, you can have, I believe, like, I think like three or four. The rules have changed a little bit. You can have three or four, or maybe you can have like five or six. Mm-hmm. But you can only, you have to have at least one or two uh, Germans on the floor at all times. If if that may, or maybe just one German on the floor at all times. Okay. So, but it wasn't like that. Those rules are different than than the league that I played in. My brain is all over the place, so I'm trying now to think of obviously Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, I mean he's the the most prominent. Um, German basketball yeah, player, yeah. I can think of. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I don't know if he played over there much. Did he? he or may, I guess he played probably. on the FIBA. Okay. But he's he's NBA. Yeah. He's, so he's, 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 he's more very, very top of the Over top. here. Yeah. Right. Even right now, he's 29 years old. So he's, you know, he's on the uh, Lakers now. Um, who else, when it comes to the history of German basketball? Um, That's played in the NBA? Sure. Dirk? Dirk, uh, Schroeder. I'm sure there's um, others. I mean, but, I mean, you. I don't know if uh, Peyton, Peyton Siva played it on Alba. Did Alba he? Alba Berlin. Oh, but okay, I, okay. he maybe had a small stint in the NBA. Okay. So, sorry, my brain, I'm like ADD, so my brain will be like, oh, Dirk, yeah. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> and then just get the, the interview sidetracked, so I apologize for that. No worries. While you were playing your three seasons in Germany. Mm-hmm. Did you come across? Did you play anyone? You know, you hear stories about um, people 
you know, like Dominique Wilkins, I think, ended up playing in Italy. Mm-hmm. So some people, or uh, uh, Stefan Marbury ended up in China. Okay, so you see sometimes players who are still getting paid all right, they're mm-hmm. a big name, toward the end of their career, they're not, they can't cut it to make the NBA roster, but they're still making money overseas. I can't knock it. Did you see anyone like that? Any any recognizable names? No. Um, I know I played against uh, some Division One players for sure um, while I was over there. And keep in mind, during those three years, I was still in the process of climbing up the ladder. I was climbing, working my way into the ranks of the leagues um, because I had a background of little basketball um, compared to all these guys who, you know, played organized or trained and all this since a very young age. So I was at a bit of a disadvantage, and if I wanted to continue, I had to stay over there and get to that level. So no, at the I didn't play anybody that uh, against anybody, or I didn't even meet anybody who, who was in the NBA or anything like that. Okay. I'm, I'm looking. Detlef Schrempf is an old name, German guy. When I was when I was young, I'm 39, so I'm a little bit older than you. But I remember Detlef Schrempf played in the NBA for a while. So I'm just bouncing German people across my okay. brain. Not that that's even relevant to your story. Um, so three years in Germany, what kind of stats did you put up? What type of minutes per game? Yep. Uh, first year, um, I was the leading scorer of the entire league. Oh, wow. I think it was About at, the middle of the German leagues, you were leading scorer yep. on your team. Yep. I think it was at 26 a game. Or not just your team, but of the league. Of the league. Oh, wow. 26 points a game. Mm-hmm. 26, uh, 10 rebounds, maybe 11, 12 rebounds a game, I, I believe. They have a real big lane. Lane? You know, the paint. Did, doesn't no. some European, am I wrong? That some, might be. Some foreign yeah. uh, countries have, you know what I mean? I do. You know what I'm talking about? Like our lane here in the United States, the paint mm-hmm. uh, is real rectangular. It, it's but the same. But then I see some where they have like different rules, so it kind of uh, uh, is a disadvantage for the centers. Like you can't stay too long. In a big area. I didn't play on any of those courts. Okay. Uh, how were you scoring your points? You scored 26 points a game. Were you yep. shooting any threes? Were there three-pointers? It was a mix. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a good percentage, sh- a shooting percentage on in uh, both the two-point and three-point field goals. Um, everything, all, all around, everything was good. You were kind of just killing it. Everything was good. What about passing? You getting good assists? I had numbers? good assists, good everything. I mean, you could, I'm sure you can bring the stats up. Really? For my first year. Let's look up. Hmm. Terrence Billups, uh, um, basketball, basketball stats. I okay. Don't know. Um, it's interesting to see. I All right, should, there I we should. go. Proballers.com, maybe. What is that? There's American. Okay, so you're all. It's got all sorts of stuff on here. It's kind of neat, man. That they how they do track that type of stuff. Six seven. Um, okay, look, 2016. Here's your points, yeah. For that that year, it shows that uh, was the third year. Leipzig was the third year. Oh, okay. Leipzig was the third year. So it's cool. It, it shows all sorts of uh, information. Um, what was the, about you? Look up the first year. So that was 2016. So we're looking for 2013, 2014. Well, they have quite a bit on here. Yeah, it's wild how um, there's Jared Billups basketball. Yeah, that's IUS. We'll find it in another okay. point. But regardless, you had a good time playing yep. in Germany. Yep. So, did you and learn each, any German? I did. Okay. I did. Um, if you say something, I could probably respond. Yeah. Not I got, really. But I got nothing, but you, yeah. you can, you know, speak at least a little bit of it. I was getting good understand at something. I was, I was getting good at understanding it 
but then that's when I came back home. Okay. For good. Gotcha. All right. So you, you come back home for good 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So I come back. So uh, about a quarter of the way into my, um, uh, third year over in Germany, I was in between on, Hey, do I want to continue playing basketball professionally and keep climbing the ranks or do I want to start my own business? Um, and I was very, at that time I was very motivated and very driven to start something. I really wanted to start something. So ultimately I decided to start a business instead of going back. Um, what prompted you to do that? I'm actually curious to start a business that had nothing to do with no basketball. I was I had I think three goals of mine since I was out of high school it was either um start start my own business um or be an athletic director of a university or high school wow it was one of the two what where did the start your own business thing come from always wanted to just do my own thing it's, it's do, I, do you look back and you think oh I saw this person owning their own business mm-hmm. nothing like that no, just wanted to do my own thing okay just just that I can't always make. seemed appealing to have your own thing. be be your own boss, make your own hours. I'm not sure exactly I, what it was. You just yeah, wanted your own thing. I just know I wanted to do my own thing. Very cool. Okay. And then and then uh, basketball was the third thing for play professionally. So I got that checked off, and I have the the basketball the athletic director was one of the two. I got the entrepreneurial part checked off. Do you think your background? You said your father was in the military. Your brother's in the military. Do you think that structured background maybe gives you some type of discipline or independence that could lead to being a, a business owner? Or? No. My dad, I didn't even know he was in the military until down the road. Okay. So. My, my brother didn't have any effect on me. So you just, for whatever reason, wanted to get into owning your own business. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Now, I think sometimes, and I'm not an expert, but mm-hmm. sometimes when people start their own business, I think... It's difficult to choose a field. You know, you want to do something that feels fulfilling. You maybe want to feel creative. It wants to be your passion, things like that. But at the end of the day, a lot of times, the most successful businesses sometimes are like simple little stuff, maybe not the sexiest business model Mm -hmm. in the world, but there's a market for it. You find a niche and you get good at that niche. How did you come about into the world of moving? So I guess I got to give you a little bit of the backstory before I get to the moving part. Because moving wasn't even part of the plans. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, I skipped ahead. No, you're fine. Um, I started, um, I had plans to finish basketball in Germany and start a basketball business in the United States. Oh, okay. So that's what I started first. And it was actually pretty successful. Mm. Um, It wasn't, and I'll give you some more details on that. It wasn't until I started doing moving, because I did moving on the side and I got good at it. And I was like, hey, I want to turn this into a business. And that's, and then it went from, I had to make a decision on, hey, do I want to continue my basketball business, which was named Hoops Beyond at the time, or do I start or put all my energy into people moving? And I was waking, making way too much more, way too much money in, in, in the moving side to, to give up over the, the basketball side. So it was an easy decision as far as financials go. Where was your basketball program based out of? Jeffersonville? So, Southern Indiana, Jeffersonville. Okay. Yep. So basically. Quite the basketball tradition there. Yeah. There's got to be some competitors. Yeah, yeah there was. Uh, Bryant Northern had his thing going on. Um, uh, uh, forgot something at uh, Mid-America. Forgot the guy's name. Adam 
something. But there was Mid American, Mid American Global. Yeah, yeah, my son plays there. Forgot the name. Of o- the guy. Older, older guy runs it. I f- I'm not older, probably fifties or sixties. Uh, no, he's no, okay. younger than okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there was definitely competition. Other guys doing their own things as far as training and whatnot goes. But um, but mine consisted of of pretty much what they offer. Plus, let's see, I did group trainings um, with. Youth shelters, so at-risk teens and, and, and youth like that. Um, I, I was in programs like that. I was trying to get into the Boys and Girls Club. Kind of similar to what you benefited from. You were looking to get back into giving back to what, what helped um, you out? I wouldn't say that. That wasn't the intent. Um, the intent was to um, do something that I love, sure. that I was good at, and offer it, but I also at the same time make a profit from it. Sure. Um, Got to make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so – it was a different direction. It's, my intentions weren't, hey, I, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to give back. It, it, I, don't, I wouldn't say that if I'm going to be completely honest. Okay. But, hey, but it, it helped the youth out. It definitely helped the youth out. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, of course, I did individual training, group trainings. Um, I was going to start a, a basketball camp. Um, but it, the moving thing just took off. It just took off. So 2018 is when you started People mm-hmm. Move Moving? Yep. And what year did you decide to go all in with People Move Moving? Probably that year. Okay. <laughs> Didn't take you long to say, well, this is more lucrative. Yeah. It's, so, really, I started, like, maybe when I was 2017. Okay. Sometime in 2017, maybe even beginning of 2018. And I was like, um, it, it just wasn't official. 2018, of this, the summer of 2018, the company wasn't official. It wasn't until then I made it official. Okay. Did you have a first job? You knew someone who needed some stuff to be moved from one state to another. You're like, I can do that. And then you're like, you know, I could start doing this. Or how did the actual moving? No, no, no. I worked for a moving company. Oh, that's, I see. That's how I, I got in. Yeah, I see. I worked for a moving company. I was doing that on the side while I did my hoops beyond. Gotcha. To make sure I brought in more money while I was getting that going. Okay. Um, and I actually transitioned out of it. But believe it or not, I still enjoyed moving. I still liked the, the, the physical part of it, you know, seeing your progress, you know, going in a home, moving out a room, moving out the next room, getting on the truck the, the right way and, and whatnot, getting into the new home and, you know, obviously at the end getting paid for it. So I still like that aspect of it. Um, and I just got good at it. And with my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset, I was like, okay, let's do my own thing. I love it. Okay. And that was 2018. You ended up going all in with it. That was in mm-hmm. Southern Indiana. That was in Southern, yep, Jeffersonville. Okay. Warehouse and, and everything. So the Louisville market, Louisville, Southern Indiana, that kind of all counts together. That all counts together. How did Indianapolis come about? Indianapolis came about where, um, because we were, I was looking to try to, I really wanted to go in four different locations. And I started up in Indianapolis. And I couldn't be there in Indianapolis. So it, I had somebody there, my brother, actually, Eric, who was there and who made sure everything, you know. Same brother up. that you lived with in South Dakota? No, 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 different brother. Okay. Um, so I was able to rely on him to make sure that when, jobs, when I had jobs, you know, he made sure the quality was good. And while I stayed down in Louisville to make sure the quality was good here, which means I couldn't open up other locations because I had to make sure I'm, I'm there. So, I mean, at this point in time, I could go anywhere I wanted um, and do it because now Louisville is pretty much self-run. Um, I could go in Indianapolis and do the same thing there and just keep reciprocating. But 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. Do you have a, a physical location, a business storefront? We in, do. In Indianapolis, in Louisville. In Indianapolis, we are actually moving from our current location. We're currently actively seeking warehouse space there. Okay. But in Louisville, we have a warehouse space and we have a storefront. Um, but we're trying to consolidate. We're trying to find some flex space at the moment. But we do have the warehouse space um, and we have our, our, our uh, storefront for okay. people moving. Um, and the warehouse and the storefront, those store locations consist of like trucks, employees? Our, yeah, our warehouse space. Um, so we dispatch all of our movers from our Louisville location. Our trucks are there. Everything is there. We, have, we even have storage units there. Um, to where, you know, if people want to store things there, they can. Okay. So everything, all of our inventory, everything is at our Jefferson, our, our, our Louisville location. We have a warehouse space to where we, if we have an influx of uh, inventory or in, uh, we have something that needs to be stored away for some time, we have that space. We can also store our trucks there if we wanted, but we just keep everything at the Louisville location. Okay. Uh, you and I met through BNI. Yeah. Which is a, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, I think it's Business Networking International. I've been a member of the chapter for, I think, like six or almost seven years, mm -hmm. something like that. Let me think. No, about six years. And we meet on every Thursday. We have lunch together. I think we've got like 15 official members right now. And we have exclusive seat rights. So I'm the health insurance mm -hmm. agent. Uh, Terrence, of course, you own the, 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 moving, moving, the moving seat. How yeah. long have you been a member of BNI? Um, I'm so kind of off and on, um, really just twice. So as of now, maybe, maybe about two months. Okay. But before that, maybe every had, bit of the year. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause you had the, the lady who was coming in. No, 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 no. It was before her. D different chapter. You mean? Yeah. It was a different chapter. So. Gotcha. So I had another brother, Sean who was in BNI, who, who represented the company. Wow. Um, he was there for about a year, I believe. Um, and then he got out of it. I don't remember the reason, but then um, sometime down the road, I wanted to get it going. That's when I got Liznell in there, but it didn't Liznell, work out. Yep. And then now um, now that I everything is running very smoothly, it's been running like that for months now. So You're able like, to okay, come in on Thursdays. I'm able to be present. Okay, and you get at least some activity out of the – the chapter and you're able to give referrals and hopefully get some business from yeah, it. Yeah, BNI is great. It, not only that, I, I get to connect with people of uh, all types of um, industries. So, you know, with you, health sure, insurance. okay, yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. I'm able to, you know, so it just becomes easy. Like, bef without BNI, my network become is, is small. Sure. If I'm able to, if I join the group and get to know people, you know, just simply network then I can say, hey, I know somebody. Sure. And, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. And then, you know, once you re really get to know somebody, you're able to you, you're able to sell their business as well. Oh, yeah. You're able to refer business to them and, and or, you know, however you need to do it. So Agreed, 100%. It becomes like personal relationships. A year goes by, yeah. two years, you're like, you know, this person seems like a pretty good person. I know them enough, you know, and then yeah. we, maybe they help me on this. They help my my, uh, you know, my mother or, mm -hmm. well, you know what I mean? Yep. A, a bunch of opportunities for you to build these, uh, uh, relationships. A lot of people hear about BNI sometimes. If I ask someone to come visit the chapter, sometimes someone will say, no, thanks. I'm not a fan of BNI or things like that. It's like a cult. I've heard that. 
And it's an interesting thing because really what it is is we're just sitting down once a week and we're just saying, hey, remember me, guys? I'm a health insurance agent. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. Real quick. Thanks. Next. And then we just remind each other. So it's really, it's not a pyramid scam. It's not a, a, a weird little group or anything. It It's actually just a, um, you have a responsibility by being there. You're mm-hmm. supposed to bring referrals when you can to mm-hmm. contribute to the group. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, they're supposed to give them to you. So it's really pretty simple. And I'm a, you know, a big fan of it. I don't yeah. get a ton of referrals every single week. But over the course of the entire year, I look back and I'm like, Certainly got enough to more than pay for itself. And then sometimes I'll get a referral from someone in there. And then that person ends up giving me a referral to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you trickles, know, down. It just trickles down. Word yep. of mouth is strong. It is simple. It's, it's, it is structured, which is also a good thing. I mean, I, I love the group. That's the reason why, I, you know, I ne- it never left me. You know, when we when Sean got out of that, I was always... Like, okay, we need to get back into it. To the BNI. To the BNI. So it's structured in the sense that, you know, you don't want to go to a program or, or an event where it's not really structured. You don't sure. know what's going on. So I do like the how it's structured, um, how you get to, you know, there's speakers, two speakers that, that holds about 10, 15 minutes per, per time. Yep. And it's very informative and very actually interesting to learn about a different, you know, industry, you know, different, like what, you know. It's, it's just really good overall. So I'm all for it. Um, anybody who, who's listening who wants to join a, a, you know, if you have a business and wants to make some more money for your business or grow your business, this is definitely, you know, an avenue you would want to take. And if someone's listening and you're interested, uh, uh, Terrence and I are in the BNI Power Lunch. Mm-hmm. We meet on Thursdays here in Louisville. So kind of just reach out to us if you want to check it out. Come visit, get lunch. You don't even necessarily have to join, but it's a it is neat. I know it sounds kind of corny to some people. I don't it's think like, so at all. But I really <laughs> don't either. Like I've I've gotten um, real estate. Uh, um, you know, I had my my realtor. I bought a house last year. Used Rhonda Roberts. Mm-hmm. Jennifer McKinney was my lo- loan officer. I've used the uh, estate attorneys mm-hmm. uh, from my mother and my grandmother. Um, I've used a lot of the services within there for myself personally and for my family on top of, you know, the chance to kind of give, give referrals and then receive referrals. And so, I mean, it actually is kind of like a little, almost like an old fashioned little city type thing or something. Yeah. It's like, and we got this. And same here. I, I just, I'm buying, I'm in the process of buying a house and I've, wow. I've used Jennifer. Um, unfortunately I didn't use Rhonda in this case. Oh, okay. Um, she's a realtor, but, uh, um, I've used Sam. For the Sam, title. Sam, okay. Ganayum. Yep, I yep. don't know how to Sam, pronounce the, her last the, name. The title attorney. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, that was and a pretty Sarah good for, attempt at her last name. Yep. And Sarah for the homeowner's insurance. Sarah Ashbacher, yep. Lincoln Insurance. insurance. She's also my agent for my homeowner's insurance. Yep. On both, of so, my, both of my houses. And, and with them, they, you know, they, I actually had other quotes from other companies. And they not only beat the quotes, but gave me very valuable information that I would need to know. Um, Sarah, you know, there was a company that was quoting me way too high and giving me all this insurance that I would never use. Mm. And Sarah was like, eh, you don't need that unless you want to pay more, mm-hmm. but you're never going to really use it. You know, you know, the house is valued at, let's say, uh, two, let's say 250. You don't need 500,000 for the house. Mm-hmm. Get 270 maybe. Sure. So just things like that. They were very, you know, in, informative, Gave good information. You, know. you you have accountability. Okay. I've used Sarah a couple of weeks ago. I had a situation where I needed to get insurance for specifically myself on my car. Mm-hmm. 
And I called Sarah and I said, I need insurance for my car. What can you do for me? She ran a couple quotes and she said, you know, in this situation, if you would go on your wife's plan, which is not with her, Mm -hmm. not with Sarah Ashbacher, you would probably get a better deal. So I went to my wife's plan, joined, I'm saving money, did not go with Sarah, but because of the accountability Mm -hmm. and like the honesty and the, the, uh, long-term relationship. Yeah. I've known Sarah and actually also her father, Mark, for many years now. Um, I don't doubt that they'll, they'll give me the best advice. Jennifer McKinney did the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. I know this is turning into a big commercial for B&I. That's all right. <laughs> um, I don't think they'll mind, but you know, it's, a, it's an interesting, um, interesting little community to be a, be a part of, uh, the networking group. So Terrence, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Before we wrap up the episode, one more time, People Move Moving, located in Indianapolis and Louisville. Mm-hmm. And really, that's for people who want to move something from one part of Louisville to another part of Louisville. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Or from Louisville to uh, Anywhere Texas. in the United States. Okay. Anywhere. It could be from California to Louisville. Okay. As long as the origin or destination is in one of our local areas, then we can do it. Okay. And what would set you guys apart from some of your competitors? Is there anything in particular? I know that's a, I'm throwing a random curveball type question at you, but what's your niche and kind of what separates you from some of your competitors? That I would say it's a very tough question to ask because there's maybe a couple other moving companies within our areas, if each area that are very good as well. Okay. Um, That could, that would probably say the same thing as us, but for sure. What I can tell you is that I know what I put into our guys. I know what our guys put into their guys, and I know what the movers put into the move. And okay. They, we, and we all share the same vision when it comes to the quality of the moves. We want to make sure we take care, good care of the customer's items and good care of the customer and make sure that they're in good hands. So that starts from the top, trickles all the way down. You know, if, Let's say there's a mover that needs some help in a certain field, and we're getting, you know, we got a complaint or two about something that a mover is doing with furniture, maybe damages. We work with that mover before we put them back in the field. Mm. They work in our warehouse like this is how you do it. These are the steps you want to take to prevent, you know, this from happening again. Okay. So so other moving companies could say the same thing, but what I can say is I know what we put in there, and it's just a matter of the, the customer or client, you know, trusting what we do. So we, we have different departments, you know, sales, operations. We have things to make sure that everyone – we, we make sure everyone has a role that they can handle so that they can do it properly. Sure. And word of mouth advertising, not just through BNI, stuff like maybe this podcast, but also your existing customers. You want to take care. It sounds to me like accountability. Yeah. And you want to take care of your, your customers so that you'll then be able to service them again and get referrals from them. So if yep. something happens, you're going to address it. Regardless if they said, hey, we're just going to use you one time. We're never going to see you again. Sure. We want to make sure they're good. They're well taken care of. That's the whole point. But yeah, if they bring us referrals, we <laughs> absolutely. That too. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, great stuff. Uh, Terrence Billups, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for joining me today. And thank you for having me. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. 